You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Um, We're going to jump right into our grateful moment. Evan, what are you grateful for this week? I'm grateful that I was able to go and do my early vote, uh, voting, uh, that it was not a long, exasperated process. I was in and out in about five minutes. So I was grateful to be able to exercise my uh, right and and vote. Nice. Philip, what are you grateful for? Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm grateful for another week. Um, my wife went away this weekend for a um, few days, and I got to spend quality time with the girls. So I'm thankful for that. And my girls are back in the gym working out consistently. So I'm ha- I'm thankful for that. Nice. You stay away from those uh, conversations, Phil, with your daughters this week? <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> Kelvin, what are you grateful for this week? Hey, what's going on, everybody? I am so grateful this week that I get to shout out my team. I'm thankful for a lady and some dudes podcast. Um, sometimes during the week, you know, the week can get rough and we got this group text, this, this chat thread that we on and it gets real spicy, gets, <laughs> gets real competitive and, and it's uplifting at the end of the day. So I'm thankful for my, for my squad. Appreciate Yes. You. Yes. I'm with you on that. Um, and just for the record listeners, I am not the spicy one on the thread. I'm actually the calmest one on our thread. Um, <laughs> So I am grateful for, I'm going to have to take a page out of Evan's book. I'm grateful that I got the opportunity to vote on Friday. And what I did was I kind of researched like the blackest of the black polling site in Charlotte, because I just love those environments. I remember um, when I voted for Obama in 2008, it was a party in the lines, like people had music. They were giving out chicken plates. I mean, it was the blackest thing ever. And so um, I went to this site, they were playing reggae, like the vibes were cool and it, it, it was just really good. And I was happy, you know, to be able to put my vote in for Biden and Harris. So if you're out there, make sure you vote. Early voting ends this week. Go ahead and get it done because I'm sure election day is gonna be a little crazy. Let's jump right into our show. Um, We're going to start our discussion this week with the NFL. Um, And surprisingly, we're going to be talking about the Dolphins. I never thought I would live to see the day where um, I'm talking about the Miami Dolphins. But here we are. Um, So we all know that Fitzmagic, as he's affectionately called, he's been doing pretty well for the Dolphins lately. They have won their last two games. They started the season at one and three, they're three and three. And now there's this conversation or this discussion at the very least about whether or not Tua um, should go ahead and start for the Dolphins. So with the Dolphins playing well at the moment, um, should we be excited about Tua potentially starting or should we just keep it how it is? I mean, you know, it's the Dolphins. So it's kind of like, who cares? But uh, at the same time, it's always exciting to see uh, a rookie quarterback come into play, especially someone as dynamic as Tua. 
Uh, hopefully, I mean, I'm sure he's healed, but hopefully he's 100% and he, we're able to see some of the, the magic he brought to Alabama uh, because uh, the AFC East is trash. At least they need some competition there. Um, so it would be uh, exciting to see. You know, the thing with Fitz magic is, you know, he's a great fantasy value, right? He, he, he always puts up numbers, but he is streaky. He has, he, has a lot, he has a lot of Nick Foles to him, where when he's hot, he's hot. But when he's cold, it's just abysmal. So uh, I think the organization recognized that and they say, well, let's see what we have in Tua and let's really start developing the talent and not worry about Fitch magic. And I'm going to agree with you on that. Um, you need to start Tua because what they're doing now, they picked him a number five pick, right? They, and the rookie contract is only for so long, I think about five years, where, um, including extension. And you want to see what's going on because Fist Magic is like a genie. After three wishes, he just disappears. And you see this, you've seen this with his, he's been in the league for over 15 years with the Bills. He give you one great year and then they give him a contract, he disappears. And then with the Jets, everybody in New York was so happy. Yeah, Fist Magic, that's what he got really in the world with the Buccaneers. Same thing, gave you great numbers one year. Maybe we're going to win the playoff, and he disappears with the Bucks. So, you know, you want, you want to know what you, you have it's, um, with Tua, um, despite, like you said, he probably is healed. Doctors saw him, and plus, we don't know what's going on in practice. In practice, he must be warring everybody. So get your money's worth and put him in because Fit Magic is about to just disappear. Listen, and Phil, we all remember when he played for that other team, in New York. We are so used to seeing this where it's like, yo, this guy is so good. And then for the next nine games, you're like, wait, is this Carson Wentz? Or like, who, who is this guy? Um, so yeah, I'm with you. I'm with whoa. you. Whoa, whoa. Go ahead, Kelvin. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Carson Wentz did y'all dirty this week, just so we're clear. But this is giant, so obviously, who cares? What, what, one play? Oh, please. He got lucky. We shot ourselves in the foot, just like the, uh, Denny Dimes fell. It got lucky, all right? <laughs> hey, um, I mean, I just want to stay on topic for a little bit before I grind y'all up. I'm, <laughs> I just want to stay on topic for a little bit. So listen, I've been arguing with myself about, um, you know, this whole Fitz Magic and Tua, Tua V situation. And, uh, you know, I feel bad for uh, Fitz Magic, man, um, just because you know, I heard what you guys were saying about him, but the reality is those teams that you ran off, Phil, they terrible, you know, with or without them, they always been terrible. Um, and then we talk about, uh, you know, just stopping momentum. You know, you was one and three, you coming off winning two games. So taking him out, you know, you stopping the momentum of the club. So um, that could be kind of frustrating too, as a teammate, you know, if you're building chemistry, you're throwing off some good wins, you know, they beat somebody like 24 nothing the other day. Which was which was pretty impressive, but then it's that side of it. It was the I Jets. Agree. It was the Jets. It was uh, twenty-four. I mean, nobody else beat the Jets twenty-four nothing this year. So I mean, still was impressive. Exactly. Uh, blowout it, was a it blowout. Still counts. Yeah, like... it still counts. They still NFL team, but but at the same time, I like the fact that the coach, the brother. Let me throw that in there too. Um, I think his name Flores. This this guy, uh, he came in with a plan, obviously, that regardless of what the situation was. He was going to stick with his plan. He was going to let the rookie get his feet wet. And then he was going to pull the trigger eventually. And I respect that, that they, that they came with a plan. 
But, um, you know, Tua, Tua was going to be the number one pick, you know, uh, in this draft besides the injuries that he had in Alabama. So with that being said, um, I had mixed feelings, but I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to add those teams that Fitzmagic was on, yeah, they were garbage, but he psyched them. He was giving them a, a groove. Deion knows in New York, we, they, we were like, this is the guy. He was putting up numbers. And then what happened? He got the contract and he fizzles. That's the problem. When you're a desperate team, you see any hope, you see a touchdown, you, you're winning a couple of games, he gets the money, and then boom, like a bandit, he disappears. He doesn't show up. That's, so that's, that's not the fair to have like to really judge people on bad teams, though. Like if anybody, like our quarterback right now, I'm not, and I don't want to bring this back to Wentz, but you know we stink. Like the, everybody in our division stinks, but we got like supposedly three three franchise quarterbacks playing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So now you know we, we give our guys a pass, but when when it come fits in his career brother gets no pass ever because <laughs> yeah. he's been doing it for over 15 years you know once bad shame on me twice shame on you right <laughs> this is 15 I times I <laughs> um so i'll say this like i'm in the camp let fitz rock man like see how far you could ride ride out this good wave that he's having um before you plug the rookie in there right let him at least lose right exactly you know I mean? like let him come off a loss and, and sell you exactly like it, it makes it makes more sense to do it that way than to just be like oh man you've been doing really well these last two games it's solid but let's Absolutely. give the rookie a chance like come on man i don't like that but maybe the Dolphins are tanking. Let's be honest. Maybe they're saying, look, we don't really want to be good. We want to be so-so. We want to get good draft positioning so we can bolster our roster even more. Bro, so they're they're saying, taking, hey, let's take it for 15 years straight, bro. Like, right. <laughs> right. Let's it try winning now. <laughs> I can't the, go to take it, bro. I can't. <laughs> listen, the Dolphins is the only franchise that was able to social distance before COVID. Okay? Nobody. <laughs> was going to their games. So the, that whole less tank this year, you can't tank two decades. Right. what we try to accomplish. Ooh, who the GM over there, Sam Hankey? <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of how I feel about it. Um, is Tua fully healed? Like, do we even know if he's 100%? He got cleared by all the medical professionals. Oh, okay. You know, okay. Doctors, other doctors. So he's been he's been cleared. Yeah. And I think there was impressed of the couple of hits he took, the three snaps, he <laughs> uh three completions he made in the last week game. So he kind of looked good. And just to add, maybe they the Dolphins are trying to continue their tanking to see, hey, do we need to keep this guy and draft Lawrence next year or bypass Lawrence no, because we got the guy? Right. Yeah. Mm, yeah. so we shall see we shall see interesting stuff um moving along to another franchise that i generally laugh at um the cleveland browns in particular i want to talk about obj um we all know who he is the giants made him famous okay so let me just put that out there we are the reason that he got the no notoriety that he did 
but now, but now he, he, he seems to be going through a lot of things. And so the question for the guys today is, should OBJ get free? Is it time to free him? Free that man. Free him. Okay. I would say, I mean, so impressive. I really haven't paid like too much attention to like his numbers, but I like I watched what he did for the Giants, man. Those numbers are crazy. Like he's like his first three years, he's basically averaging ninety six catches a game, over thirteen hundred yards, over ten touchdowns. I mean. And then I looked at, I said his worst, his worst year playing 12 games at the Giants is better than him playing 16 games with the Browns. You know what I'm saying? Like his worst year ever with the uh, four out of five, whatever, with the Giants is, is way better than his best year with the Browns so far. So the Browns, I mean, you got to look at Mayfield. He's suspect. You just got, you got a, you got a Lamborghini in the garage right now. Like for what? Like let that man drive somewhere. Don't waste that car. And I'm going to agree with you. OBJ made Eli Manning look like he still was in his prime. The famous catch in, in when they play against Cowboys, it was an overthrown ball. <laughs> you understand? If you look at a lot of the highlights of OBJ catching the ball, the ball was nowhere near there. Eli just yeah. threw in the facility and OBJ caught it, ran for a touchdown. So out of the 4,000 yards, the, his rookie year, this is rookie year, uh, I mean, 2014, 4,000 yards Eli threw for, 13 touchdowns. 12 touchdowns was to OBJ, and 1,300 yards was OBJ. Mm-hmm. And OBJ literally kept Eli on a respiratory system. He was literally, his career was dead. And this guy gave him the, that AKG reading, beep, beep, beep. We saw what happened with Eli when OBJ was gone. The true Eli came out. And we're talking about post-Super Bowl champion 2012. This is 14 up. Eli was toast. And he sustained his career for another three, four years. OBJ. So you know what that tells me? Baker Mayfield is trash. Mermaid trash, meaning that if Eli Manning, not the most accurate player, slow foot, was able to throw the ball within the 12-yard radius, and OBJ was able to catch it, what Baker Mayfield can do, could do. Just throw it. He did it for Eli. He could do it for Baker. So that's what it tell me. Free that man. Free. Leave. I mean, man, I, mean I just want to jump in here real quick. And Phil, that is spot on because I remember when OBJ first came and um, I actually had an NFL ticket because I thought, you know, our teams were going to be like half decent. Um, I don't have it anymore. So there's that. Um, he was amazing. And he really, really did make Eli look good. And the thing about OBJ, like he's known for that catch, right? But he has done more of that, like just on regular Sundays, like OBJ was on another level. Um I don't know what Baker is doing. Maybe you guys can explain to me what his philosophy on playing is because I don't get it. Um, but 
definitely made Eli look a lot better than he actually was for a lot longer. So I think what I would say is I don't see the Browns being incentivized to get rid of OBJ, right? When you have a, a, a franchise altering talent or when you have well, a franchise altering, you didn't alter anybody's franchise, but when you have a talent like OBJ, you know, what are I going to get back for him? He, he doesn't, he's not on drugs. He's not um, having any issues. I mean, part of the problem is really is Baker Mayfield. So the question should be less about should the Browns get rid of OBJ and more so is, is, is Baker Mayfield the answer? Because right now they have two top 20 receivers on their roster, Jarvis Landry uh, and, and OBJ. Then they have the best backfield when healthy in football. They're four and two. I mean, I don't see the incentive to get rid of OBJ as much as is Baker Mayfield the guy. And obviously, you know, I feel good to say this, you know, Baker Mayfield isn't the guy. I mean, you know, Baker Mayfield is made for the 80s. Like he's that 80s quarterback that that drinks beer, who who comes to games half <laughs> hungover and still comes out. <laughs> to, you don't know what he's gonna get, but hey man, it's entertaining. But at the end of the day, it's just like it's really Baker Mayfield and not OBJ. And so, I mean, that's like that's like telling me if I have Allen Iverson on my roster, I need to get rid of AI. I suppose to say maybe I just put some pieces around him. So I, yeah. I think it's more so uh, get rid of Baker Mayfield. And let me say this right now, and that was my final statement. If Baker Mayfield was black, he wouldn't have a job today. Oh, absolutely. Oh, wow. Like I mean, no question about it. Can we can we talk about the you know one of the subtopics in this man is 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 simply that the Giants mishandled talent. I mean. <laughs> No, 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 no. Uh, Saquon Barkley right here is just chilling on, in the bleachers now with, with his gear on, looking all crazy. And then you got – you leaving OBJ, one of the best receivers ever. I mean, the Giants, too. We got we – gotta, what are y'all doing over there? I'm sorry. The GM came from the Panthers. I'm with you. Look, we fumbled the bag. They did um and you mentioned some of OBJ's stats and stuff, but they did like his first two or three years and it was the best start ever. Yo, crazy. By That's a wide receiver like ever, okay? Yeah. We're not talking about in Giants history. We're not talking about in the last 10 years. We're talking about the best start ever by a wide receiver. Yeah, for sure. So you can understand the level of curse words that (laughs) came from my mouth when I realized he was no longer going to be a giant. Yeah, it's weird. That's weird. That's pretty weird. Uh, I'm not going to say it. Shout out to Enwada. Shout out to the giant. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Shout out to (laughs) y'all. Could somebody come take Gettleman back, please? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So... It is what it is, but we'll see. We'll see. I do agree with Evan, though. They have no incentive to let him go. So, hey, you never know. Talking about um, freeing people, let's go to the NBA real quick and um, talk about the Rockets. And the question on the table is, should the Rockets consider trading um, Westbrook or James Harden? What do you guys think about this? Because these are more premier um, type players. And so a lot of people view them as like 
kind of the face of the franchise right now. Um, how do you feel about it? No disrespect, but the, the Rockets remind me of the mellow Amari Steinmeier Knicks. Like, Come yeah, on, too- man. Y'all doing too much today. <laughs> <laughs> like, y'all are really doing a lot. Yes, enough is enough. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's, the reason why I say that is Mello and Amar Steinmeier were great individual talents, but they were both ball-dominant players. And it became kind of hard without having a point guard in New York who could kind of give Amari Steinmeier the ball on those, like, pick-and-roll plays to really build an offense. And, you know, James Harden and Russell Westbrook didn't work together in OKC. You had to bring one off the bench. And so, number two, I'm this this ain't going off topic, but this this is saying something. I'm tired of the over-exaltation of Daryl Morey. Yes, he's made trades, but he, he's, he, he, I mean, he's a, he's a gambler. He just gambles. And put it, this roster you put together was terrible. It's a terrible roster. It's not gonna. It's not gonna win today's NBA. And so yeah, I mean, yes, you look ready. You look at getting rid of Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Harden. At least, at least you know Harden can give you fifty. Westbrook can give you fifty, but he's gonna take fifty shots in the process. N- Listen, he's he's <laughs> gonna take seventy-five shots to get fifty points. Okay. And then he's gonna curse out your fan base, and then he's gonna <laughs> at the ref, and then he's gonna take off his clothes and. Yeah, Russell Westbrook is so crazy. He's a mix of Cam Newton, a mix of Dennis Rodman, a mix of uh, uh, Walter Frazier. He's just like, what? What? Who are you? What are you? <laughs> so, I mean, Westbrook obviously is a problem, but you have to say, you know, what can you get back? Because you you can't do if you trade Westbrook for draft picks, you you might as well trade Harden because you're restarting. So, you, right. you know, what are you going to get back for Westbrook? I mean for Westbrook, yeah, to be with Harden. And what are you going to partner with Harden? Mm. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, I kind of agree with you saying, Ev, I hear what you're saying. Um, if you're going to break it up, I definitely would, would send Westbrook packing. But the fact of the matter is um, they downgraded. They had a chance, a better chance with Chris Paul. Um, when they made that switch, basically just a switch Chris Paul going back to his old team and then him coming to the Rockets uh, talking about Westbrook it just showed that you know basketball is is a game of you know making shots now and be able to stretch the floor mm-hmm. and and it also showed that when you get Westbrook on your team you don't bring leadership you take away leadership from the program um, so you know all that to say is um, they can break up both of them, to be honest. I, I grew up a Houston Rockets fan, man. To be honest, like you know, a couple of my friends played there. I fell in love with the early eight, the early stage when they were shooting threes, and then they had my man uh, Hakeem the Dream in the paint, you know. And I just really feel bad how the Rockets look now. You know, Maury is a gambler, the GM, but I, I can respect that because you know he's trying to win. You know, he you know he's trying to go all out to win, and I can respect that. But you know. Get rid of both of them. I could care less because you're either going to win or you're going to lose, man. And yeah. right now, Harden is proven he is not a winner. So he I is not. Care. He is not. not. And his footwork is still suspect. <laughs> remember, what, ref. remember what the ref told us <laughs> on the show, that the NBA players are allowed to take a zero step. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> I agree. I disagree. I, I totally agree. That, that is a travel, but hey, that's what they get paid the big bucks. So I think I agree with both of y'all. 
Uh, I'm just hoping the New York Knicks do not fall for the hokey doke and grab Westbrook. Um, Westbrook, to me, he those two are not winners. You know, two MVPs cannot play together in a sense of who's going to be ball down there, who's going, you know, you can't go back and forth, back and forth. He's not going to be a Nick. <laughs> go back and forth, your turn, my turn. No. You see, regular season, you could run up and down. You could get the team, you know, on a back of back, hanging out, and you could catch him. But the playoff, you have to run plays. Mm-hmm. You cannot play hokey dokey, rhythm, freely basketball. You have to run plays. And we know Westbrook don't want to run plays. He just wants to run down and do what he feel like. If I feel like taking a three, I'll take a three. Yeah, so what my three-point percentage is 29%. Who cares? You know what? I'll dunk it on you. And uh, he goes 100%. I do agree, Westbrook, he'll go 100%, 100% of the time, no matter what. He's stubborn, you know? He'll do what he needs to do to what he thinks will win. But it haven't matriculated yet to a championship. So, you know... he needs to, he, they need to trade him, get some draft pick. And I guess they all depend upon the coach too. If the coach is going to be a mirror image or disciple of Dan Tony, then you're going to have the same and more basketball. So if it really boils down to the coach and the system, because Dan Tony's system, have you playing, you're going to the playoff. We've seen that he done that with the Knicks. You'll get to the playoff, but that's about it. Well, I mean, we all kind of watched the bubble and, and we saw, um, you know, Westbrook playing against the Lakers. I believe he was injured prior to that. Like, is he still in his prime? He played really bad, guys. Like, I don't even know where he is as far as where he is in his career. So I think, I think I mean, I, I still think he's, he's, he's still in his prime. I mean, he's still giving you buckets. I mean, he's still filling it up. The issue the issue is, is top his, 10 or top 20 or where you put him at? I'm in the NBA right now? Yeah. I probably put him top 10. Top 10? In the NBA right now? Yeah. yeah. That's pretty high, but I. That's I, I, high. I, I mean, tell me 10 guys you put ahead of him. Oh, easy. Let me get my Google out real quick. I can put <laughs> get your Google. That's not easy. <laughs> okay. Why you right, do that? All right, listen, let's uh, right. go ahead. All right, never mind. No, go ahead. Listen. You're the basketball mind. Go ahead. Okay. All right. So Kawhi Leonard, Paul yeah. George, right? Paul George. Paul George. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Uh, I mean, this is stress. That's a stress. But uh, all right, let's let's exclude Paul George. I mean, y'all said that like he's playing different from Paul George or something. Like y'all said, y'all said it like he's looking totally different from him. He's you know, not. I'll like, give I'll give you Paul George because I'll give you Paul George. Because- I, I'm just, I just was trying to go by, you know, just go down the list. That's all I was trying to do. Um, is two players better than him on the Lakers team, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. We'll, 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 we'll admit that, right? That's four. I see. The Nuggets. Let's go to the Nuggets team. Um, Jokic is a better player than him. Five. Mm-hmm. Right? That's five. It's, there's an argument to be made that Jamal Murray's a better player than him right now. Oh, there's not an argument for that. There's not an argument for okay, that. Okay, no. I agree. I think, it is. I think it is. But it's an argument. I didn't say it was a fact. Uh, let's go. To, let's go. Is Dane better than him? Yes. Yes. So that's six or seven. Uh, so you giving Murray? Right I'm that's still only in the West Coast. I only got the three different teams. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Go um, to Dallas. Let's go to Dallas. He's not better than Luca. No, he's not. Right. That's seven. Um, did we even go to the East Coast yet? I didn't even touch the East Coast yet. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Is he? Is he? Is he a better player right now? Would you say is he better than um, Tatum? No. I would say. I, don't think, I, 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 would, I would say so. Yeah, no. I don't know. Is he better than B? 
Which Embiid? Uh, fat Embiid or <laughs> right? <laughs> what I'm saying. What I'm saying is. So is that eight or seven? That's eight. I that's give like him. Eight. He's better that's than like, Embiid. I, I mean, Embiid is better teams. than him. I did four teams and we got the eight already. Is he better than Greek? No. No. That's you know nine. Like, uh, is he better than Jimmy Butler? No. No. That's ten. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, I'm, I'm not even going. Like, I'm not even going. Is he better than Steph Curry? Is he better than Klay Thompson? Is he better than Durant? No. Not better than Steph. Better not better than 12, 13. Okay, so I'm saying, so Wait, I'm, first it's, of all, it's very easy to do 10. Less, <laughs> less I get carried away. Do not even put Kevin Durant in this conversation because it's not <laughs> even close. Like, it's, it's not even feasible. That's all we're saying. So, Dion, it's, it's not, it's not, it wasn't KD. It was really. KD, it wasn't really KD, it was really him in this conversation. It was really Westbrook. Yeah, yeah it has nothing to do with Kevin. Like Kevin okay, I, I, I mean, I, look, I'll just make it sure. Y'all know I get real triggered when, <laughs> when I hear Kevin, you know, so, okay. But yeah, so yeah, yeah Evan, I mean, right I mean we, named on a, we named on a whim 15 players better than him, and we didn't really even analyze most of the teams. Yes, sadly. Not his career, but how he's playing right now. Man. Not his career. We're not saying his body of work. We're saying him right now. Yeah. This season, the season, this the coming to new season. I agree. Yeah. And, and watch, he end up being a Nick. <sighs> no, well, stop wishing that. Purposes. Come on. For prediction man. purposes, yeah. he will be a Nick. Yes. <laughs> Yo, if he well. I already told you guys, I don't know if I made it clear on the podcast. I am rooting for Brooklyn um, starting that season. So the Knicks can, they can get whoever they want at this point. I don't care. No, you care. It's all Brooklyn. It's all Brooklyn, baby. So Calvin, Dion is from Brooklyn. Yeah. So, and Brooklyn has a team and that's the only time if your city has a team, you're allowed to freely transfer Without calling a bandwagon, so she has that pass. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm on the. I'm on the. No, 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 no. Yes, this, it is. No, 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 no. Here's thing, Phil. Here's thing, Phil. It uh-huh. is a bandwagon. It, no, it, it's not. Thing, it, no, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> It'd be one thing if it was as soon as they Brooklyn got a team, she's like, "This is my team." Wait, hold on. Another thing, as soon as KD comes, it's like, "Oh yes, this is my team." No, 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 no. No, hold on, hold on, no. Because in all fairness, in all fairness. I always rooted for Brooklyn along with the Knicks. Like when they came, when they came in 2012, I always did that. Okay. Now the Lord has revealed to me that (laughs) when you move away from childhood, you put away childish things. (laughs) And it just so happened that Kevin Durant is on the team. Like it's just a coincidence that right at that moment, the Lord told me. This feels like a fail prediction. This no, it feels like a fail prediction. <laughs> my predictions are accurate. Like I say, Doc Rivers, oh I predicted that. But the fact remains this: she's allowed to do that for the simple fact her city, where she grew up, has a team. That is and my city. There is no timetable. You have, especially, you have a, as as long as you want to transfer. So those transfer papers are valid. Trust me. I'm almost about to put my paperwork in. So <laughs> it is valid. And every person knows if your city gets a team and your current team is not living up, uh, up to expectation for over since 1999, yep. you have a right to transfer and move on. 
without any repercussions, bad biting, or anything. It's automatic transfer. I know Philadelphia is not allowed to do that, even though Pittsburgh is down the block. No. You was born there. (laughs) You live and die there. You have one transfer. But you get exception if your city gets a team. That is true. Listen, I mean, Ross, Ben had a team. Though. What are y'all talking about? Cross the border when the Knicks finally become good in twenty and twenty fifty. Right, then they gonna switch back and say the transfer papers. <laughs> no, no, but you have to understand. It's it's not like they're the New York Nets too, right? Like they literally came to my borough in the city. Like that is that so different. That. that never happened. What year did they do that? 2012. I just said that. Yes, and I never heard you on this podcast ever, or Phil, rep Brooklyn. Kelvin. KD King. Kelvin. Kelvin. I never rep Brooklyn. How many times have I mentioned KD in Brooklyn on this podcast alone? So hold on. So hold on. You always mention KD. I always, I always give you that. I will never. I, I won't dismiss that. What I'm saying is, if that was true, what you're arguing right now. You mm-hmm. they should have been your team since 2012. That's what- and, and 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 the the point I'm making is that they kind of like I was rooting duly for the Knicks and the Nets, like oh, all man. season, like like I was rooting for both of them when they played when they played against each other. Mm-hmm. I went to sleep, so I didn't have to make a choice. <laughs> As to what team I wanted to win, like that's legit. I'm done. I'm done. Y'all got it. I didn't hear nobody talking about the Nets when they entered the bubble. I didn't hear none of y'all talking about how you want your team to win and how I'm looking forward to the Nets playing. We was talking about Philly all day long, and y'all said y'all didn't have a horse in the race. But now all of a sudden, in October 2020, (laughs) you guys got a horse in the race. All of a sudden, y'all didn't say nothing about the Nets the whole bubble. Nothing. Like I said. You're born from that in that city. You have a long time to make that decision. That's, that's what, right. That's if right. We said that we're gonna be um, a Lakers fan. Yes, bandwagon fraud. But your city. Yeah. The man. time you walk up and down, you seen that circle where they kicked everybody out to build that arena. You have memories up and down. You have to get the exception. That's yep, it. I'm with you. All right, so this was a great show. We will continue the authenticity of my fandom another day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.